morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. Thank you for joining me. Um, I hope you're well, you know, where you are. We're actually in the countdown to the year. And 2020 isn't letting up yet, if you know what I'm saying. I mean, um, Thanksgiving weekend in America and all that, you know, and then the UK going on lockdown. I mean, I'm like, this is November. Literally, we've been in a global pandemic all year. Um, thankfully to God be the glory, things are easing up in Nigeria. Um, although they still need to be cautious. Generally in Africa, it doesn't seem like the pandemic was not even as if it, I mean it's it's not been as it has been in other parts of the world. So um, the pandemic hasn't been you know the way it's been in other parts of the world. It um, so things are you know coming down. In fact, it's so to God be the glory. Let's just say God had mercy upon the African continent as a whole. Um, I think, yeah, in places in South Africa, I think it was a bit more intense. But generally, yeah, we're still wearing masks, though, you know, but not as many people are wearing. But um, still, some of us will still go out with the masks and the sanitizers and that sort of thing, you know. And a lot of us have been on lockdown, as in self, <laughs> self-inflicted lockdown, even over and above the government regulations. And I think that has also helped, particularly in the high-risk areas, um, mostly the urban areas where there are a lot of people who were potential foreign travelers. So we give God the glory for what he has done. I think what countries like Nigeria are now faced with is, you know, you know, the economic um, impact of the lockdown, the global recession, the impact on oil price spending, the debt um, burden that the country is now, you know, is now laying on or piling up, you know. So and you know so inflation rising unemployment a lot of people lost jobs so there's just a lot of issues um which is why and of course then you know a lot of insecurity as well and um yeah let's just say you know yeah bubbling waters let's put it that way so um i feel led of the holy spirit today to muse on god's promises of protection and i thought i would call it promises of protection as I mused to the end, I thought of, I read a scripture that made me, that I felt captured the spirit of what I was trying to say, or what I think was coming up in my spirit. And that scripture is in Psalms 118 verse 6, where it says, The Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man can do to me. And I think the times that we're in right now, it calls for courage. It calls for faith. It calls for boldness in Christ. And I see it at every level. Because I see that... What is happening, and, I, and and for particularly people who are in workplace circles, I think they need to get ready because I sense that when work resumes in its you know whatever form it will take place next year, I think we will see a stronger need for people to stand up for what is right, because generally what I see, not just in my country, but everywhere, is that the voices of foolishness and irrationality have become very loud very emboldened and people who are logical rational and are wise will have to stand up and find a way to insert their voices into the conversation otherwise we will all be swept away by the voices of foolishness the voice of irrationality and, and illogical thinking purely because of you know whatever interest or sentiment that is driving such irrational action i mean gaslighting 
has become the order of the day both from political leaders and gaslighting is actually a psychological term where people try to is a is a is a is a, is a, is a way a tool of manipulation where someone tries to make you doubt what you have seen and the evidence before your eyes and probably make you begin to question it just because so that they can achieve their own um, diabolical means um, so it's a term that was actually developed you know in, i think in america also but it's very very it has proven very apt it has become mainstreamed in this 2020 because the whole world as a whole has seen people just you know gaslighting and calling black white and telling you that this thing that is black is white and the one that is white is black and you are looking at it and you're like my this is black no 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 it's white what do you mean it's i mean you know and you just find yourself because there's so many people telling you that black is white there's a temptation to now begin to say okay even though it looks like black and it quacks like black let us for the sake of peace agree that it is white and then they have their way so and the impact of that conversation is very devastating it's like it's like the funeral of truth you know so anyways so i i started off thinking i should be musing on the promises of protection but what i think i this where this should be going is more this the lord is on my side so i'll probably change it to that the lord is on my side i will not fear what man can do to me i think this time's call for boldness it calls for courage it calls for the willingness to stand up for what is truth i think that is a much more stronger expression of our christianity than any other thing that we can do at this time i think so i honestly think so our societies our neighborhoods need that voice of reason that voice of faith that voice of truth we need it we need it in, in the kingdom of god we need it in you know on in, in outside in the world we just it is needed it is needed otherwise the kind of disorder the kind of confusion that will become the norm <clears throat> no, no, it will not be funny for everybody so let's muse about what it means to you know when the lord is on our side you know yeah let's just this i believe that this will go wherever the lord wants it to go so thank you so much for joining me let's talk about what it means to have the lord on our side thank you And as I'm musing on what it, you know, this whole the Lord is on my side, it's just dawning on me that, you know, in a lot of the musings that I have done before now or that we have done together, I have focused a lot or we have focused a lot on, you know, saying me saying that I am on the Lord's side, you know, I am on the Lord's side. But this is the first time I'm actually seeing this scripture where it's saying the Lord is on my side. And actually, it... I, 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 it, a lot of the scriptures do really also say that. So, in as much as God says, "Come over to my side," He's also saying, "As you come over to my side, I will also be on your side." So, it is a symbiotic relationship, and the Lord is actually on my side. And honestly, truly, if the Lord is on my side, I will not fear what man will do unto me. I, I think this is a very important. Um, angle to look at my relationship with God not just that I am on the Lord's side but that the Lord is on my own side as well that is even actually more important 
particularly in this concept or in this context of you know boldness faith and you know not um, overcoming fear so Isaiah 54:17 says, "No weapon fashioned against you shall succeed, and every tongue that rises against you is condemned." This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication is from me, declares the Lord. So the Lord is saying here in Isaiah 54:17 that no weapon fashioned against us, against me, shall prosper, and that every tongue that rises against me is condemned. And He says that the 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 ability to do that, it is my heritage as a servant of the Lord. And it is God himself that vindicates me. In other words, the Lord is on my side. Psalm 46 verse 1 says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Yes, now, he will be my refuge and my strength. He will also be, he is also a very present help in time of trouble because he is on my side. The Lord is on my side. The Lord is on my side. It's a very beautiful way to look at it. And this is scripture. 2 Thessalonians 3 verse 3 says, But the Lord is faithful. He will establish you and guard you against the evil one. Yes, now, why won't he be faithful? And this is New Testament. Why won't he establish and guard me against the evil one? Because he is on my side. Yeah, he's on my side. And honestly, I, I, I just feel so happy to the, for, the, you know, for even God revealing these things to me. Because this morning I woke up, I didn't really know what I was going to muse about. But it's true throughout this year the lord has been on my side he has been on my side he has fought for me he has stood for me he has advocated for me he has shielded me he has handled me as though i am the only child that he has on this earth he has protected me i have not walked alone this year 2020 Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for thou art with me. Yes, the Lord of hosts has been with me. That is my testimony. And it has been a difficult year. It's not as if it is. In fact, it has been the most difficult year of my life. But I have not walked alone. The Lord is on my side. He has been on my side. That is my testimony. It's not a declaration of faith. It is a declaration of the fact. He has been with me through it all. 24-7 ever pray he has comboded me it, i mean sorry apologies to those who don't understand that's like it means he has stuck with me like glue he's on my side and it's funny that i'm just realizing it in this way because i've always been saying i am on the lord's side i'm on the lord's side i'm siding with the lord which is good but what i have failed to muse on as much is the fact that the lord is actually on my side he's in my team and that is where you see the humility of god and that is why he's you know like i i look at it you give me the option of god and you give me the option of the other people i will go with god because god when he needs to be a king he's a king when he needs to be a serving a servant lord he will be that servant as well jesus washed the feet of the disciples now he died for those that he came to, 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 to save. He calls himself the firstborn out of many brethren. A God that will send his own word to come and die for sinful flesh for me. You tell me I should leave that one and go and serve the one that destroys and, and kills even from the people that serve him. That the only heritage he can give them is to give them a room and parlor in the lake of fire. I should go and serve that one. Look it now. What kind of um, exchange is that? How does that one even make sense? I am highly offended at anybody that feels that 
you know you can tempt me with anything that the devil has to offer but then again they know that what they have to offer is never anything good so they always couch it with a cloak of you know just like you know it was done in the garden to eve because if they ever come and show you what they are offering you nobody will take it now they have nothing good to offer but they cloak it in a veneer of you know it is okay it's nice this is what it is they make the tree that is going to destroy somebody's destiny or the fruits make it look like it is good to make you wise destroyed Eve's destiny everything that women suffer on earth today all the oppression the hatred is all because of what happened in the garden of Eve. if she knew she would never have eaten the fruits but he told her ah you will not surely die and that it is a tree that is good to make one wise so the poor woman she ate it that's what he's still doing up to today. He will never show you the sorrow that is coming with that thing that he's giving you. But if you see the sorrow, you will not take the so-called, in quotes, blessing. But thank God that the blessing of the Lord maketh rich, heals, saves, and delivers. And it doesn't add his blessing minus sorrow. His own blessing plus sorrow is equal to death. Lord's, uh, God's equation, blessing minus sorrow, is equal to life, eternal life, in this world and in that to come. Psalm 138 verse 7 says, and I thank you Holy Spirit for speaking. Psalm 138 verse 7 says, though I walk in the midst of trouble, you preserve my life. You stretch out your hand against the wrath of my enemies and your right hand delivers me. Yes, because the Lord is on my side. And this on my side is two types of side. There is the Lord who is on my side, which is the physical side, as in he's by my side, he's walking with me as I'm walking with him. Then there is the Lord that is on my side. What I'm talking about is the Lord is on my side, as in he has taken my side. He's on team Shola. Yes, I can say it. It is possible that he's on team Shola because Shola is also on team Jesus. Do you understand? But I am telling you that the Lord is on team Shola. He's on my side. And I know that the host of heaven are listening to me. He is on my side. Therefore, I will not fear what man can do unto me. That's my testimony. Actually, my testimony of 2020. The Lord is on my side. That is it. That's, that line encapsulates everything. There have been moments of doubt. There have been moments of fear. There have been moments of pain. There have been moments of, you know, a sense of hurt, broken heart, betrayal, call it what you will. What I have never had occasion to doubt is the presence of the Lord, His willingness to help me, His hand that is there to save me, to walk me through, His shoulder that is present for me to cry on, His counsel that is there to guide me. He has been a rock, a pillar. Nothing will separate me from this God. Honestly, I can't. He has been committed to me much more than any other thing, any other person, any other thing in my life. Before this time, there were many things that were competing with God in my life. 2020 has separated all of it. I now know that the person that is in my corner, over and above everyone else, is Jehovah God, the Holy Spirit. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. And it's not, it's not, it's they have been, they are the only ones that have been able and willing 
I use the word able because some may be willing but are not able. Some are able but not willing. But God has been the only one to be able and willing. Psalm 121 verse 7 to 8 says, The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Yes, because he is on my side. He will keep you from all evil. And if you are listening to this and, and you know that thoughts, things are going on around you, whatever it may be, I want you to believe this word. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. He will keep it. He will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Psalm 121 is a wonderful scripture to just have in our head. There are some scriptures that, you know, at those times when things are just happening, my mind is overwhelmed. There are some scriptures that I just read out. Psalm 23, Psalm 121, Psalm 91. Psalm 23, Psalm 91, I forget a few verses here and there, but 23 and 121, they are gummed in my head. And I will encourage you, you know, if you can be able to, Psalm 121 is very short. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He that keepeth me will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is my shield. The Lord is my strength upon my right hand. The sun shall not smite me by day. Neither shall the moon by night. The Lord will keep me from all evil. He will keep my life. The Lord will keep my going out and my coming in from this time forth and forevermore. It is a, 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 a scripture for those moments when our hearts are overwhelmed. That's why it says, I lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence comes my help. Because anything that will make us lift our eyes up to the hills, that is when you are like, hey God, where am I? Who? You know, you are confused, just overwhelmed. It's a very good scripture. 1 John 5.18 says, We know that everyone who has been born of God does not keep on sinning, for he who was born of God protects him, and the evil one does not touch him. Yes, the Lord is on the side of all them that are that side with him. Another scripture says, The Lord is near unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. The Lord is on our side. He's on my side. 2 Timothy 4.18 says, The Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. Yes, because he's on my side. He will rescue me. As in, There were so many scriptures on this issue of God's protection, promises of protection. There were like a hundred. I just had to pick a few. So anyone, whatever it is we may be going through that we require God's protection, his defense, his covering. You know, some of us, we are not fighters. We don't know how to fight for ourselves. In those situations where you need somebody to fight for you, please just gather the scriptures and make it a daily thing that you just read to yourself. There is no, you know, this is not, there are some situations we are faced with. You just use the sword, which is the word of God. No more of this defensive prayer and fasting thing. Prayer and fasting is defensible, except you are using the word of God. So the only offensive weapon we have is the word. And I have learned that when you declare those or use that word, there's so much power in it. The problem is that many of us, we are trying to help the word of God by praying in our own understanding. Use the sword, I beg. That's my own. I, I use it too. I don't even have time. Just the word as it is. Because it's an ancient scripture. These are things that were given to prophets of old. 
they have helped generations of believers throughout the decades and the centuries why do i want to create my own 2020 version let me use the ancient verses undiluted word of god just speak it declare it don't bother using your understanding look for the scripture that is relevant and read it finish let the word do its thing the bible says it is alive and it is powerful Second Timothy 4.18 says, The Lord will... Oh yeah, okay, I read that already. Psalm 3 verse 3, But you, O Lord, are a shield. For thou, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory and the lifter up of my head. Yes. You are a shield about me, my glory, and you are the lifter of my head. Both David and Solomon, they had a lot... God gave them a lot of revelation about, you know... God's protection, his guidance, David particularly because he suffered, you know, the hatred of evil men. There were people who were seeking David's life from like, you know, his from his youth, from when he became a young man. Once he got into the king's palace, he died. There were people after his life. So he knew what it was to have the Lord on his side. Romans 8 28 says, We know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. Yes, because the Lord is on their side. Um, Proverbs 35 says, Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. Yes, because the Lord is on their side. Um, Matthew 8 12 says, See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you, that in heaven, the angels always see the face of my Father who is in heaven. So all of us who are children of the Most High God, we have our own angels assigned to us by the Lord in heaven. Yes, he will assign angels to me because he is on my side. Therefore, I will not fear what man can do to me because my angels, <laughs> if my angels should take, it, take a case against any such person. Okay. God says you should not commonize anybody that any of the little ones that are following him. He says because in heaven their angels behold the face of the Father. You know what that means? They're just waiting for the Father to instruct them and say go. They will go and they will defend, they will protect, they will shield. Because the Lord is on my side. Proverbs 18.10 says the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and they are safe. Yes, because the Lord is on my side. So there were so many scriptures, but I'll just end it again with this Psalm 118 verse 86. It says, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear what man will do, on, what man can do unto me. Second Timothy 4.18 says, the Lord will rescue me from every evil deed and bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. That's so amazing. So God's ultimate goal is to rescue me from the hands of the enemy on this earth. Keep me safe while I do his work and help to bring as many people into his kingdom and then to bring me safely into his heavenly kingdom. In fact, I am very grateful. That is that's my own end game too. I really look for that city whose builder and whose maker is God. Because the imperfection in this world, the evil, the wickedness, the lies, the falsehoods, the false witnesses, the hatred is too much. Is too much. I look for a city whose builder and maker is God. 
So I thank you, Father, because you are on my side. I just want to thank you because I don't know. I, I There's nothing I've done to merit it, but I know that it is the mercy. It is by your mercy and by the sacrifice of our Lord and Master Jesus. But as I say, as you have put yourself on my side too, Lord, I will also stand by you and do that which is pleasing in your sight. And I ask for your grace and your favor and your mercy to help me to do so. I thank you for always being on my side. Thank you everyone for joining me. I, I thank you and I pray that you have a wonderful and blessed day in the name of Jesus. Thank you.